Hi, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the February 19th episode of the podcast, Catechism with Father Neil. Today, we'll be looking at numbers 337 through 349 of the Catechism. 2. The Invisible World, paragraph 337. God himself created the visible world in all its richness, diversity, and order. Scripture presents the work of the Creator symbolically as a succession of six days of divine work, concluded by the rest of the seventh day. On the subject of creation, the sacred text teaches the truths revealed by God for our salvation, permitting us to recognise the inner nature, the value, and the ordering of the whole of creation to the praise of God. 338. Nothing exists that does not owe its existence to God the Creator. The world began when God's word drew it out of nothingness. All existent beings, all of nature, and all human history are rooted in this primordial event, the very genesis by which the world was constituted and time began. 339. Each creature possesses its own particular goodness and perfection. For each one of the works of the six days, it is said, and God saw that it was good. By the very nature of creation, material being is endowed with its own stability, truth and excellence, its own order and laws. Each of the various creatures willed in its own being reflects in its own way a ray of God's infinite wisdom and goodness. Man must therefore respect the particular goodness of every creature to avoid any disordered use of things which would be in contempt of the Creator and would bring disastrous consequences for human beings and their environment. 340. God wills the interdependence of creatures, the sun and the moon, the cedar and the little flower, the eagle and the sparrow. The spectacle of their countless diversities and inequalities tells us that no creature is self-sufficient. Creatures exist only in dependence on each other, to complete each other, in their service of each other. 341. The beauty of the universe. The order and harmony of the created world results from the diversity of beings and from the relationships which exist among them. Man discovers them progressively as the laws of nature. They call forth the admiration of scholars. The beauty of creation reflects the infinite beauty of the creator and ought to inspire the respect and submission of man's intellect and will. 342. The hierarchy of creatures is expressed by the order of the six days, from the less perfect to the most perfect. God loves all his creatures and takes care of each one, even the sparrow. Nevertheless, Jesus said, you are of more value than many sparrows. Or again, of how much more value is a man than a sheep? 343. Man is the summit of of the Creator's work. As the inspired account expresses by clearly distinguishing the, cre the creation of man from that of the other creatures. 344. 
there is a solidarity among all creatures arising from the fact that all have the same creator and all are ordered to his glory. May you be praised, O Lord, in all your creatures, especially Brother Son, by whom you give us light for the day. He is beautiful, radiating great splendour and offering us a symbol of you, the Most High. You are to be praised, my Lord, for Sister Water, who is very useful and humble, precious and chaste. May you be praised, my Lord, for Sister Earth, our mother who bears and feeds us and produces the variety of fruits and dappled flowers and grasses. Praise and bless, my Lord. Thanks and serve him in all humility. 345. The Sabbath, the end of the work of the six days. The sacred text says that on the seventh day, God finished his work, which he had done, that the heavens and the earth were finished, and then God rested on this day and sanctified and blessed it. These inspired words are rich in profitable instruction. 346. In creation, God laid a foundation and established laws that remain firm on which the believer can rely with confidence, for they are the sign and pledge of the unshakable faithfulness of God's covenant. For his part, man must remain faithful to this foundation and respect the laws which the Creator has written into it. 347. Creation was fashioned with a view to the Sabbath and therefore for the worship and adoration of God. Worship is inscribed in the order of creation, as the rule of St. Benedict says. Nothing should take precedence over the work of God, that is solemn worship. This indicates the right order of human concerns. 347. The Sabbath is at the very heart of Israel's law. To keep the commandments is to correspond to the wisdom and the will of God, as expressed in his work of creation. 349. The eighth day. But for us a new day has dawned, the day of Christ's resurrection. The seventh day completes the first creation. The eighth day begins the new creation. Thus, the work of creation culminates in the greater work of redemption. The first creation finds its meaning and its summit in the new creation in Christ, the splendour of which surpasses that of the first creation. Very well, in this section we go back to the, um, the creation of the visible world. We go back a little bit to what was uh, looking at what was happening in Genesis. The Genesis giving us this account of the creation of the world, an account that the church has always said is true. Maybe in the details, it's not quite scientific because it's not trying to, it's not trying to tell us scientific truths. Nonetheless, it is tell, trying to tell us much deeper truths. In a sense, uh, how long were the seven days of Genesis? Uh, how long was each day or how long ago was Genesis? Really, when we're facing our problems today, it makes no difference when the creation of Genesis took place. Was it 5,000 years ago? Was it 20,000 years ago? Was it 500,000 years ago? Was it 17 million years ago? It makes no difference. It makes no difference. What is important is the truth that it's telling us, that God is there, that providence exists, that the world was created out of love, that God has given a goodness and perfection to all creation, and that this, uh, and that this order in creation is something very important. And this is what we're seeing today, that the world is created in order, but the world is created in such a way that each creature is dependent on another. 
They say no man is an island. And uh, really, in what the Catechism is telling us is that no thing in creation, no creature, no living thing, can exist without reference to other living things. There's always a relationship. All of us have this relational character that to be alive is to depend on something else, that nothing is absolutely sovereign, nothing is absolutely able to survive by itself. No creature, obviously God is, but no creature is able to do everything by themselves. And this is what we need to see, to acknowledge this. Then the Catechism continues to give the special place given to man, given to the human being, the human person, that is different from everything else. Sometimes today, some people tend to think that people are nearly like a pollution, nearly uh, somehow or other, that there are too many people. Oftentimes you hear this, there are too many people, that the world is running out of space, that uh, these, these terrible uh, prognostics of the future, that there aren't enough people, there aren't enough resources for everybody. And this is not what the teaching of the church is. The teaching of the church is that man is at the summit of creation. The human person is at the summit, the high point of creation. And that the human person has a particular role to fulfill. And in this role, in this dignity, it's higher than anything else's dignity. So that if you've got to make a choice between a species of fish and keeping people alive, the people take precedence. If you have to choose between a dog and a man, you choose the man. That we can't uh, think that animals are more important. Now even there's this uh, thing of giving citizenship or giving uh, personhood legally to different animals, to monkeys, to uh, different animals, uh, leaving dogs money in wills. Even in one place they've given a river, a juridic personality. And really for the Catholic faith this makes no sense. That yes, we need to protect creation. Yes, we need to take care of creation. Yes, we need to take care of the world. Yes, we shouldn't be polluting. We shouldn't be destroying things. We should be protecting the world. But always knowing that the human person is at the apex, is at the high point of creation and has a higher dignity than anything else. Because, in a sense, it fin- this is where it finishes, that the human person has this vocation of praising God. The Sabbath rest, the Sabbath worship, the Sabbath praise of God, that at the end we have this duty on the seventh day to praise the Lord, to be with him, to live lives of rest, knowing that God provides. If you take a day off, it's because you know that God will take care of you, that he will provide for you. And this uh, seventh day, this last day of, when, uh, when of creation, when God rested, again, God didn't need to rest, but he's teaching us how to rest and since he was creating the rest for us. And then the Catechism finished today looking at this eighth day. The early Christian texts often speak about an eighth day because it's true. The Sunday is the day after the seventh day. The Sabbath used for the Jews be the Saturday. For us Christians, it's Sunday, which is the day after the seventh day. And okay, it's the first day, but it's also the eighth day. And this idea of, the, of creation being transformed, being transfigured, through the resurrection of Christ, offering us this new possibility, this new way of living, and living in the glory of God, living in the splendor that is to know Jesus Christ, the splendor that is to know the, the new creation in Christ. And so now we'll continue uh, reading the in brief section for this part of the Catechism. In brief, 350. 
Angels are spiritual creatures who glorify God without ceasing and who serve his saving plans for other creatures. The angels work together for the benefit of us all. 351. The angels surround Christ their Lord. They serve him especially in the accomplishment of his saving missions to men. 352. The church venerates the angels who help her on her earthly pilgrimage and protect every human being. 353. God willed the diversity of his creatures and their own particular goodness, their interdependence and their order. He destined all material creatures for the good of the human race. Man, and through him all creation, is destined for the glory of God. 354. Respect for laws inscribed in creation and the relations which derive from the nature of things is a principle of wisdom and a foundation for morality. Very well, so we're going to continue and uh, tomorrow we'll be picking up and we'll be looking at numbers 355 to 361. And again, just to remind you if anybody has any questions because at the end of this month I'll be doing another one or two uh, sessions answering the questions that people might have over what I've covered. Obviously we can't answer anything and everything, but if anybody has a question that might be easier or might be beneficial to explain something to everybody else that I might have not spoken so clearly about or that the catechism seems to be presenting in a somewhat more difficult way, feel free to send me a question and I'll try to get to those at the uh, at the end of February. And again, you can get the details of that uh, my on the website that accompanies, accompanies this. That's fatherneil.com, F-A-T-H-E-R-N-E-I-L, one word, dot com. God bless.